Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, Ben. Thank you You're so great. much. Thank you very much for joining. It's uh, much appreciated. Looking forward to uh, another cool chat. I believe this is episode 44. I always forget to say that. Not that it's important. So thank you very much. Um, do you want to start with a brief introduction about who you are and um, what you do? And we can kind of take it from there. Sound good? Sure, sure. Um, Fantastic. My name is Brian First of all, Ben, I want to just thank you for having me on. I've been a big fan of this show for a long time. Ah, um, thank you. I've learned a lot from your interviews with different guests. And thank you. So Appreciate I'm, that. I'm thrilled to be here today. Um, yeah, so I'm the chief content officer for Enterprise DNA. We do um, do all sorts of training for the Power Platform. Um, started out kind of Power BI, but we've expanded mm -hmm. into the full Power Platform and supporting technologies. So. R, Python, Deneb, um, you know, all sorts of supporting uh, technologies. And so I, um, I started, I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces. This is great. Um, you know, I started out hey, everyone, with a background in, um, in economics and worked for um, an economic consulting firm for a few years out of grad school and then went into government. And so I've taken this kind of windy path of, mm. you know, 30 years in government, starting wow. in kind of what would have been now called data science um, okay. and it was you know back then it was it was really kind of econometrics and statistics but um and then moved into management and kind of lost my touch with the data field for probably about 15 years i was managing data people and projects but wasn't really doing much of, of it on my own and i i missed it and mm. you know, I, it, there was there was kind of a, a turning point a few years ago where I just kind of said I need to get back to, you know, getting my hands dirty with the data and nice. working on projects. And so I took a I took a four level demotion um, to okay. kind of get back, you know, to a um, to a small team and you know hmm. working hands on with projects. And that's when I one of the projects that I got at the time was a um, financial systems project, and we were working with Microsoft, and I was managing the project, and they suggested Dynamics and Power BI. And I'd never heard of either of them. Okay. And so I said, if I'm going to be managing this project, I should learn something about this. And, um, you know, so I just got on the internet and, um, and found Enterprise DNA is one of the first, you know, Enterprise DNA, Kerbal, Guy in a Cube were kind of the, the big ones at the time. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, started just mainlining videos and, mm you know, just reading and learning and, um, you know, then took over the, the Power BI implementation in my, mm. in the program I was in. And from there, I just got kind of hooked on it and, mm. you know, started answering questions on forum, uh, the Enterprise DNA forum. And that got me to know Sam Mackay. And then a couple of years ago, Thanksgiving, he just called me up and said, Hey, I'd like you to come work for us. Uh, you know, managing our, our content effort. And that's so awesome. Here I am. That's, that's quite cool. I, I also find that the, um, the, the, the non-linear paths are by far the most uh, interesting ones. Kind of did a bit of this, worked there, found that interesting and wound up the way, where you are now. It's very cool. I like it a lot. Um, I always find it interesting, you know, when you talk to people, you know, who are, of a certain age and beyond, you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody generally studied this and kind of took a very straightforward path to it. You yeah. know, a lot of people we find come from, you know, from finance, from mm -hmm. um, logistics, manufacturing, you know, Absolutely. all over the place. Yeah. And it's, it's much more common to find people with, you know, kind of a real windy path than somebody who just said, yeah, you know, I, I studied data. I've, you know, went straight into a data job. I, that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing now. You know, mm -hmm. I, those those people are rare. Yeah, that's true. I think it has something to do with the fact that you it's kind of attracts people who are kind of inquisitive. You know, you kind of you have a natural instinct to kind of look at stuff and question it and wonder, and and also a little bit, if I may say, a little bit nerdy for numbers. If that's if that's okay to to, to say that, but uh, that's all how I always put it. A little bit nerdy. Well, I like this comment here, by the way. Uh, data scientist. Um, before it was the world's sexiest job. <laughs> well, it's funny it's very people true. say like, you know, what are you, data scientist, data analyst? And it's kind of like, I, 
I, you know, I, I kind of came up learning, you know, a lot of statistics and econometrics, but I know really nothing about machine learning. So, you know, data science seems now so focused on machine learning. So I'm kind of like a data analyst without the thing that data scientists do, but yeah. kind of more on the statistical side. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what I am at this the point. The titles are becoming very, very difficult to understand. I was speaking to someone just the other day about this talking about you know the the newer job titles that are kind of emerging based on the newer tools that are entering the market you know i mean before we would standard to have a data scientist a data analyst and a data engineer like those three things but now there are variations on those or like a, whatever you have your bi analyst in a it's just there's a multitude of new it's just a kind of i think the title doesn't really matter to, <laughs> to be honest it's just the job that you do um yeah, yeah. i agree I mean, I would, I would never even call myself close to a data engineer or data science, not even close by any stretch of the imagination. And that's not what I'm saying, but simply that, you know, call me, call me, whatever you call me, I'm still going to do the same job, you know? <laughs> I think you're right. I think it really is, you know, the, the one thing that's common is just people who love to dig in and solve problems. Yeah. You know, to kind of yeah. understand how, how things work. You know, mm -hmm. I always remember when I was a kid, my, my parents would get mad because whatever, I would, any present I would get, I'd play with it for a little while and then I'd take it apart. Yeah. And so, you know, everything I had was just in pieces. And I yeah. kind of feel like that's, that's still what I do, you know, which is, you know, you get a, you get a problem and mm. the thing you do is you break it down and, you know, take it in, in parts and figure out the pieces and how they fit together. And, you know, for me, that's what's, that's what's really interesting. Yes, <laughs> OCD I have, to fix I have more, things. more than a bit of that. I think my my thing when I was a kid was actually more like destroying things. I mean, uh, my, my parents made me buy my uh, made me, made me buy my own computer. Um, I remember buying and driving up to this local town with my with my with my dad and buying myself like a, a, a two eight six if you remember those things. Um, I started on an XT, 8.77 megahertz XT. All right, all right, all right, fair enough. So, um, <laughs> because they, they were sick of they were sick of me destroying the computer, either like you know taking parts off it or, or formatting things, or because I just I wanted to learn what they did, you know. Um, so yeah, it's I think it's yeah you're right. It's just kind of this natural uh, natural instinct to kind of work out what's going on or, or why it's going on, all that kind of stuff. I refer to my job title as a as a, as a, a data monkey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't argue with that, to be honest. Anyway, I find it funny that our first interaction, though, me and you, was on LinkedIn, and it had nothing to do with any of the things that we're talking about. Our first interaction, I'm pretty sure, was about Stream Deck, no? I think it was. Yeah. I, it was. <laughs> yeah. I forget how it happened. It was some, maybe, had you posted? Yeah, I think you'd posted about you had a Stream Deck, and I commented. And then it led to this, this long discussion of what you can do with the Stream Deck and all the different possibilities of the macros and the stuff. Which is a very I cool thing. I remember it for Christmas, and it was like, okay, this seems cool, but I don't really know what to do with it. So I posted that, and I got um, you came back, and Lars came back, and a number of a number of other folks um, in the data community came back with just like fascinating stuff. George mm -hmm. Mount was another one yeah. Um, yeah. who posted, and you know, and then you know my my obsessiveness took over, and I just went, I went a mile deep, and I think I've now got. <laughs> you know, 300 buttons programmed on this thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I, when I bought mine, I kind of, I could have gone one size down because I didn't realize you can have buttons within buttons within buttons. And it's like, it's just, it's just. <laughs> oh, so you bought the big. Yeah, it was, it's so unnecessary. It's, I was like, I was like, should I get the, 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 the bigger one or the smaller one? And oh, me being me, it's like, yeah, I got the bigger one. Um, it's just completely overkill, but um, it's, it's a lot of good fun. I, I tried a lot. I mean, I've, I've got in mind a lot of like measures programmed and stuff and to control my lights in my room, which is good fun. The one thing I can't get it to do very well is to um, to do Vega light within when I'm using Deneb because the line breaks are really, the line breaks drive me crazy. I'm not very good at that. So I'm still learning how to do that properly. Uh, but yeah, it's tough. I haven't, tried it, I haven't tried it with Vega light, but I do have, I do have a bunch of, of DACs um, structures that are kind of the common, yeah. you know, like the add column summarize, and I just hit a button and it fills that in for me. And yeah, yeah. 
I think it's probably less needed now since we started. I started using like like tablet editor to do all the um, measures, like the the the, um, the time intelligence stuff, like same week last year, all that kind of stuff. I was just sick of writing them all the time. I was like, okay, press the button, press the button. Now you just got to do it once. But anyway, it's always shouldn't be using time intelligence measures anyway. Yeah, exactly. We don't we don't care. It's it's about now. No, you can't you can't look in the past, right? It's about what's happening now. No, no. I mean, it was funny. I was just talking to somebody about this today that. Um, I did a did a presentation at the last summit on um, offsets, mm-hmm. and so the um, the basically the um, extended day table that Melissa DeCorte built, and okay. it's got whole rate sets of offsets for like everything, uh, okay. and you can basically just throw all your time intelligence measures out the window, your time intelligence functions. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. One second, I'm going, I've been I've been given some audio instructions here so i'm trying to do that a little bit see if that works um yeah offset this is all this stuff coming there's been some interesting stuff um what's this what's this that's currently going on in chicago this um power bi conference whatever it's called i've seen lots of tweets and chat about new things coming and new dax um functionality and what have you that should be quite cool i'm not sure i saw something about the visual uh, i i think it's um I've been hearing rumors about this for a while, but yeah. it, it's like um, you're going to be able to s- just plain language DAX where it'll say, like, give me rolling average for the last, you know, three quarters mm. and it'll it'll um, it'll create the measure for you. I I'm I'm always skeptical of that stuff. I'm very skeptical. I'm very, very skeptical. I don't trust it at all. Uh, I suppose at some point I'll have to trust it for sure. Um, but for the, for the time being, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works. Um, Hey, if I have to write less DAX, I'm fine with that because it's one of the, one of those things that, you know, you have to constantly Google because my brain refuses to remember it. Like, you know, like today I was thinking, okay, I need to write something for, you know, um, week, current week to date and stuff. And I just like, how do I do that again? I've forgotten. And then I'm Googling it. And if I could just type that in and it just suddenly appears for me. I'm fine with that. Don't get me wrong. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. So I see yeah. somebody said offset instead of day table. No, no, no. Offset with day table, but then no time intelligence functions. Okay. Okay. I'm sure there's a video about that. I want to watch it. There, 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 indeed there is. <laughs> we can, if someone can find that video, feel free to, um, to, to, to post the link and we're going to, we're going to watch it. Oh, I, I can at least watch it later. See, so yeah, I love about these chats. There's always something to kind of click on and learn and, and watch afterwards. There you go. People are learning as well. Um, regarding your your um, your role, by the way, this um, your chief content officer. That sounds like a really really interesting role. Can you speak a bit about that? What does it entail? Because it sounds quite cool. It's it's like the coolest job ever. Um, <laughs> it really is. Like I mean, basically, I'm responsible for managing the um the youtube content that we provide so we provide youtube videos now five days a week and um and then also course content for the the platform and um the course content it initially when enterprise dna came about it was it was all sam mckay and he did all the courses and all the youtube videos okay and then what he did is he expanded that out to what we call the enterprise DNA expert team. And that's, that's a group that through, you know, challenges through work on the forum um, has kind of shown a level of, um, you know, capability and expertise in power BI. And so we, um, we started expanding the coursework out to that team Mm -hmm. and then decided we really just wanted to go out in the community and find the best people on, you know, any particular topic. And so we've, you know, it's basically my job. I, I kind of think of myself as kind of a, a roaming baseball scout, you know, that I'm I'm just kind of out in the community trying to find, you know, for all the different things that we that we do, um, you know, who would be the best person out there to, you know, to, to present and teach on that. And so, um, yeah, I see Sue Bays here and, you know, Sue just recently did a series for us on um, on um, pageant reports and it's great great series and you know we we gotten a lot of requests um for pagina report content mm-hmm. it's not something that we had anybody internally on the team who was expert in so i went out mm-hmm. and i knew i knew sue and knew she was really 
really expert in that. And she put a great series of courses together for us. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's really, it's really that, you know, it's, it's kind of getting out in the community and nice. building relationships and working with folks. Um, Oscar Martinez Valera was another one who recently did a course on APIs for us. That was great. Very cool. Um, and so, Thanks yeah, so it. I just, I basically, I basically just kind of roam the earth looking for, you know, experts and great instructors and, um, and then work with them to, to build great content. And then we, we, we just started something last week that I, I I'm really excited about where basically we, um, we've just kind of got an open offer out there to anybody, um, who Saw this, yeah. is, um, you know, is a content creator and who's done presentations to conferences or user mm. groups, We're really active with user groups. And, um, and so if you've got a presentation to a user group, we're offering a free membership and a swag box and then um, basically promotion on our platform for that content. It's not exclusive or anything. We're not trying to vacuum up, you know, exclusive <laughs> rights or anything. We're just trying to basically get build partnerships and get more exposure for our subscribers to other great content that they haven't seen yet. So, you know, anybody who, um, you know, who's got something like that, that they, you know, they want to partner with us on, you know, hit me up LinkedIn, um, you know, on the enterprise DNA site, um, my email, my contacts on LinkedIn. Um, so we're getting, we're getting some great response on that. And, nice. you know, some folks that I hadn't interacted with prior mm. um, and picking up some terrific content. I see Rishi. Yes. I'm, Totally interested in that. Very nice. Um, See straight away. There yeah. you go. Putting the word out, get a response straight away. I like it. It's a, great, it's a great idea. One of the one of the the, the I don't want to say a problem, but one of the things that the complexities of the of the amount of videos, general content that's out there is like is like where to find it. So right. we have this one place where you know it's kind of mutually beneficial, right? You know, you get the videos you can, you can host on the channel. People also you know get those videos seen, and also the users, the people who want to see these videos have an easier place to find them, right? Because it's all just right there within one kind of condensed area. Cool idea, like it. That's exactly right. You know, there, there's, I think there's 200 plus user groups now and yeah. you look at it and basically you've got incredible presentations happening every day. Hmm. Um, I mean, you yeah. could fill your, you could fill your entire calendar with free, great presentations from around the world. And I think, you know, with COVID, it's, it's changed things in the sense that many of those groups um, operated just locally initially, you know, you'd have to be in person. And I don't think a lot of them were recording their, their content, but then with the pandemic, everybody became, you know, global and, and online. Mm -hmm. And so there's this huge, um, repository of content out there, you know, mm -hmm. 200 groups running. I mean, some of them like Michael Alfusi's group, they run weekly. He actually runs multiple sessions weekly. So they're generating, wow. you know, they're, they're generating, um, you know, 100, 150 great presentations a year. Wow. I mean, so just keeping up with that is remarkably difficult. So, yeah. you know, we're kind of hoping to be kind of that clearinghouse. And, you know, mm. Sue brought up the, um, you know, the bookmark feature. And yeah, so we've now mm. got, we, we rewrote our, our whole platform. Um, mm. And um, you can now with, um, with the search feature, you can actually go into a video bookmark a certain section, make mm -hmm. a note, and then call that up in your search later on. So, you know, if you've got all this, that's cool, this content kind of coordinated on one platform, and then you can, you can access and search, you know, different pieces, however you like. So yeah, we're, we're hoping that, you know, we, we, we end up building a lot of partnerships with that and discovering a lot of new content. And, you know, one of the things I really love is encouraging people to start providing content. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there are people, you know, there's great content out there that um, people just haven't seen yet. And mm -hmm. so, you know, providing a way to get it seen, you know, I do a, um, a monthly column called Power BI Things I Like. And it's just, it's just, you know, five or six things I saw that month that, you know, were maybe a little bit off the, the beaten path. That's cool. And just give the chance to you know, give a shout out to, you know, people just doing great stuff yeah. that may not be getting seen. Very nice. That's a great idea. It is very cool. And I was also speaking to, um, I think this is actually last week with Adam Saxon. I think we had, we spoke about this after we went 
of uh, and we were talking about this um, people creating whatever form of content, be it blogs or, or videos or whatever. Um, sometimes is this I get the impression that there's this kind of this thought that perhaps people don't create it because they think that there's so much of it. And if there is so much content, how can my content be seen? What, what, what can I add? Um, but I think that the fact is that you can always add something because even if you express something in a slightly different way, even if you, I don't know, like tone of voice or speed of which you talk or the way you explain something, the, the, the idea that you're presenting can be exactly the same idea that someone else has done, you know, but you know, people have many, have the same ideas many times, but if you say something differently, it just helps someone understand. So also again, having this place where people can see, you know, see whatever video has been made through enterprise DNA might also encourage people just to kind of start doing something as well, perhaps. I, would. I hope it does. I really do. You know, because I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I find if somebody is passionate enough about something to make a video, that's something I want to watch. You know, I, I want to see, I want to see what, what excites people, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what do people choose? I mean, given the fact that you can, you have the freedom to make a video about anything, mm. what did you, what, why did you choose that topic? You know, what is it about that topic that excites you? And so, mm. you know, I find something to learn in any, any piece of content that I watch or read. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm going to bring up this by uh, Johnny as well, just because I'm very, very vain and he agrees with me. So I'm just going to bring it up. This <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only reason. It's like, if, if you say you agree with me, then I'm going to bring the comment up on the screen. Why not? Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a cool idea. And I'm looking forward to see what what what, uh, what comes from it, basically. It's, I'm sure we, I like the, basically, from what I'm seeing, that you are, I would suggest, maybe like the, 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 the talent scout for um, Enterprise DNA. The chief content officer, talent scout, kind of scoping the world, seeing what's out there, seeing what you can, see what you can find. Very yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, I, I think part of it's that, and part of it's just encouraging more people to make content, you know, yeah, yeah. that, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, there, there've been a number of times when I've seen somebody do something great in a, in a challenge, you know, we run a, hmm. a monthly, um, data challenge and we, we, our challenges are all full reports. And so they're, they're pre, it's a pretty hefty, it's a pretty hefty challenge. And um, we get some amazing hmm. reports back. And a lot of times what I, I tell people is, hey, if you just publish a video explaining how you did what you did, people are going to love that. Yeah. You know, that some of the most popular content um, you see on LinkedIn is people just posting report Power BI reports. Yeah. And, True. you know, there, there, there's... Um, a friend of mine who just posted, um, Balaji just posted a report for the first time yesterday and got 500 likes on it. You know, I've, I've been posting on LinkedIn every day for a year. I don't think I have 500 likes on a post. No, and it's, you know, it's... he posted this great report. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that, um, you know, that makes tremendous content. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I see sometimes, like, I forget it was Oscar posted something a couple of weeks ago and it got like, thousands of likes i'm like wow. it's like how how does this happen it just something just clicks and everybody it was the dinner like post. it what was the dinner post that's probably how i know about it yeah exactly yeah what was the dinner post that got so that just went crazy that skyrocketed. my feed for like a week <laughs> it really did yeah i know what you mean oh i love it it's true um regarding the the, the making of, of of videos or whatever actually in this case definitely videos. I remember I was speaking to, um, to Ruth from Kerbal and one of the things that she said really stuck with me because I, people in, in, the, in the comments here kind of talking about, you know, trying to create original content. And for me, it was always trying to create like something with no mistakes. Um, what I really love about Ruth, and she said it herself, it was like, just make the mistakes just when you're making a video. And if you, do, if you, if you watch Kerbal, she does it quite often. She's like, oh, it is. How do I do that again? Oh, I've made a mistake and I'll correct it. And you really just see Ruth work how she works yeah. you know it's it's so that's that could be like you know Ruth's kind of thing that's a bit different a bit different not on purpose it's just that's how she makes videos um so I would say original content is just whatever you make and just do it in, in your own way um I was speaking to Jeff the other week actually he, he had some great ideas about making videos which I won't reveal in case he ever does them but I love how people just think I could do it this way and that would be great and I was like yes that would work just I don't know whatever whatever works for you 
and um also just make it making it fun a bit different sometimes i'll be like okay i'm a bit bored of doing it this way i'm now going to do it this way why just because i want to just because it pleases me you know yeah yeah no i think i think you gotta have fun with it you know it's funny on you know on linkedin it's the same thing you know i do a lot of gifs and memes and you know mix pop culture into my you know i try to i try to make it substantive but you know it's like we're here to have fun you know if it's not fun why are we doing it yeah and so you know i kind of feel like you know i always enjoy people whose content um you know whose content just shows some personality and you know everybody you know kind of has that different style and i think that's a you know going back to your point about you know people having different perspectives um on the subject matter i think also just personality you know that certain styles will resonate with certain people and so i think even you know three people doing exactly the same Hmm. topic are going to just resonate with different groups for sure i've got a question i'm going to bring up because actually i want to know this as well are you on twitter because i I couldn't find you i'm not you're not Um, okay Okay. i'm not i'm not a big social media guy and i um i find linkedin i really like i like the community there Hmm. and i really decided that um you know to kind of throw my energy into that and um it's just it, it kind of it absorbs as much mm. as much time as you've got available. And so I, I Twitter would just be too much for me, I think. Yeah. Spend day and night just sitting on social media platforms. Yeah. I, I found it really interesting when I started kind of posting about Power BI stuff. I created like Instagram and I created um of course Twitter. I rarely very rarely used Instagram, but if you look at Instagram for Power BI, it's very seems to be very heavily used within like I think uh, both Spanish and Portuguese is really heavy power bi for some whatever reason i i I don't know but there's most of the content i see for power bi is um spanish portuguese don't know you know i had this really interesting conversation with michael fusi a while back and he was talking about we were talking about the differences um in kind of patterns regionally and he was saying Mm -hmm. like in africa like whatsapp is really is really big and he said you see a ton of traffic and you know a lot of conversation about power bi and it's not even an app i have on my phone Hmm. you know i didn't even know there was a major conversation you know technical on on that and so you know it was interesting to me um you know he was saying you know some of the the channels that you know that you know we in the us will you know heavily use like you know reddit he said is is not you know, is not one that gets a lot of, a lot of traction there. And, um, yeah. Jeff's asking, Oh, um, gosh, I'm blanking. Um, I will, one? Jeff, I will get that for you. Um, um yeah. Um, hide the, um, hide the link in. I think I've made you admin so you can throw a link in, but you have to, we can do it afterwards. I'll give it to me. I can post it on Twitter or something. Uh, yeah, I agree with Johnny though, by the way, Power BI Twitter is a lot of good fun. I got to say, I know everyone, everyone has their own preferred platform. Um, uh, Power BI Twitter is, is, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's funny. I, I read it. Yeah. I read it, but, um, but I don't, I don't post. Yeah. Fair enough. So it's, uh, I think it's, it's sort of a place where it's, it's, it has everything. I mean, I, because I, I've seen Reddit a couple of times for, um, I've used it for, for Power BI. Um, but I think. I used Twitter before I had any, I was doing any Power BI posting. So I was kind of more used to it. And I was kind of like this more conversational flow to it. I think more, I would say more questions get answered on, on Twitter than they do on, on Reddit, for example. I see lots of Reddit questions. I kind of just go, I'm not untouched. Every now and then I'll suddenly get like some, a lot of answers, but I've never really seen anything on, on Twitter that's very un, um, like not replied to and doesn't get like at least a, mm-hmm. a link a link to something or, or a sarcastic answer. It is Twitter, let's face it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's worth checking out. But now I understand it's a, it's, um, it's it's pretty busy. I saw this um, this comment from um, from Johnny as well. As a data guy, as a data guy, and using the talent scout analogy, is there ever a temptation to use a money money ball approach? Uh, yeah, that could be quite cool. I like that idea. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, we, I've, I've talked to Sam a lot about this, about, um, you know, kind of analyzing like, you know, 
all sorts of metrics on, you know, videos and blog content. Mm -hmm. And to some extent we do that. Um, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be kind of irresponsible if we didn't. But I also think you don't want to get too deep into the, that because it, it, it kind of keeps you in the present that I think, you know, like right now, what we're finding is that the the content that we have on Power BI is much more popular than the content we have on Power Apps and Power Automate. But I don't think that's going to be true long term. Yeah. You know, I really see that as a huge growth area. And so, you know, we're actually we're actually focusing our next summit. You know, we do these quarterly summits and we're focusing the next summit largely on, you know, the broader power platform, even though, you know, I think as you know, from the standpoint of today, um, it's not as popular as Power BI, but I think it's going to get there. And so I we, we kind of do a little bit of both, you know, a little bit of, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the kind of in-depth analysis of what's popular now, but then also kind of looking out mm. on the horizon, what's going to be popular. And yeah, I think mm. Deneb is a perfect example of that, that it was just something that mm. we saw and we loved. And, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't at the time have a ton of traction, but um, Greg Phillips, one of our, one of our experts, you know, he fell in love with it mm. right off mm. the bat. And, um, you know, I said to Greg, I said, Hey, would you, would you be willing to do a course on it? And he said, yeah, I'd love to. And so, you know, he put together a terrific course. I think mm -hmm. the only kind of comprehensive denim course out there. And, um, you know, it was one of those things that at, at the time it wasn't, you know, hugely popular, but then, you know, as you've seen it progress and I think largely, you know, due to your promotion of it and Daniel's and Carrie's yeah. and, you know, kind of the, 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 the early adopter, true believers in, in denim, mm -hmm. um, it's really grown tremendously. And, um, I, I love so, seeing. Sorry, please. Oh, good. No, good. No, I, say, I, I love seeing these. These you see more and more posts on LinkedIn with people creating a Dena visualization, or I've created my first Dena visualization, like it's a, a bar chart, and you can see the out there and people adopting it. It's really cool. I'm, I'm very happy for that. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I love it because it. Um, the thing Greg pointed out is it makes you look at visualization totally differently. Yeah that you look, you look at everything in terms of marks and layers. And so when you see a complex visual, what he mm -hmm. says he now sees is he sees a bunch of simple, simple marks and simple layers that can mm -hmm. be put together into something complex. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's constantly, you know, hounding us for, Hey, what's the, what's the toughest visualization challenge you've had? You know, what, what's some weird visual that, you know, nobody's had to put together before because yeah. he's I, I think he's always looking to push himself and, yeah. you know, kind of and we've yet to stump him on anything. That's awesome. But it, it does. It makes you do that because it, okay, I've done this. I know how to do that. And how how can I not just learn more? But I mean, to, to copying other visuals is a very cool. I mean, I started by copying visuals from uh, from Kerry Colosco, you know. Because mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I saw her. You're going to copy. That's the right person to copy from. Right, exactly. I mean, my first attempts were, of course, absolutely atrocious. And I was like, you know what? Let's. I, I tried to copy. I did an awful job. I was like, let's just take it back like 15 steps, and um, you know, go go from the start. Um, but you know, you do. And okay, what what can I possibly create? But also, what it's done for me is, I'm not sure if this is a good idea or a bad idea. I posted on Twitter the other day that I've kind of accidentally started to learn R. Um, so. I'm not sure if I should con continue down that oh. path. <laughs> now, now you've hit my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, go um, for it. <laughs> this is, I, I think my my the, my two favorite things about Power BI mm. are the external toolbar, mm. and so you know those you know okay. those folks who follow me on LinkedIn know I'm like addicted to external tools. I've got a you know 32 tool toolbar, you know Whoa. in Power BI, and it's it's kind of like I play like the Hunger Games every week to see like. <laughs> what's going to survive, what's going to get, you know, voted off the island. That's close. And, um, and so, you know, external tools are, are one thing. And mm. the other, the other thing I love the most is the um, Power BI R integration. Interesting. You know, I just think it's spectacular. I honestly don't know a lot, a lot about it. Please feel to explain it because I, I've, what, what is it about it that you like so much? It's Well, I mean, the thing that, the thing, I mean, <laughs> That's a too fine a point, but I kind of feel like the combination of 
those two tools is like the greatest analytical tool in the history of human civilization. <laughs> I mean, that, and it's free. I mean, yeah. you know, that you take desktop and R and R studio, hmm. there's nothing you can't do with that analytically. And the thing that's, the thing that's great is power BI within, within power query has this thing I call the magic command, which is it's hmm. this data set command. Okay. And so what you can do is you can do all your data cleaning and, um, and then you call this data set command in R mm -hmm. in, in the, or in power query and in the R script. And what data set does is it refers to everything you've done prior in power query. So you can, you can do a hundred steps in power query call data set and then R takes over. Um, you can do okay. then all your analytics in R, you know, your sophisticated statistical, you know, machine learning, forecasting, you know, all that. And then you output it to, to a data frame mm -hmm. and then power, power query picks that data frame up at the end of the script and continues on its merry way. And so you basically have have this automated analytics engine with 20,000 packages you know, out there for free that you can call right from Power Query with one word. It's wow. it's it's incredible. Okay, that sounds that well. That, well it sounds like I've got an uh, extremely large amount of learn. So um, it should be it should be interesting if if I keep it up. This is a comment. This is uh, interesting. The only problem with our Python integration is the dependency on a personal gateway to refresh. So yeah, I can see. I suppose the restriction there. Um, Hmm. Not that it's not doesn't make it worth learning, but just 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 good to know, I suppose. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, my my art journey is literally in its infancy, as in learning how to do basic calculations. So I think I've got a long way to go before I start to um, do anything of of any use to be to anyone, to be honest. You know, I think you'd be surprised though, because I think R R looks scary. You know, you just see you just see four windows of code, hmm. and um, it's not. R is actually incredibly simple, okay. um, because especially if you're a Power BI user, because you can skip ninety percent of the data cleaning stuff and just do it in mm. Power Query, okay. and then call that in the R and kind of start right from the the analytics portion. And the way the way it works basically is you can just Google your way through it. That every package. The nice thing about R is all the documentation is set up mm. very consistently. And so every package has the same format of documentation. So you basically just figure out what command you want to run, what the parameters are. You go to the, you know, the what's called the vignette, and it mm -hmm. shows you all the the parameters. You fill those in, and it, it's it's kind of like that old game Mad Libs, where you you know you just filled in the blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you just you run it, and there's there's one part of it that's a little funky in that. If you're running some unusual stuff, it it comes out in a strange format, and you've got to there's there's a technique I call extracting the hostages, that um, <laughs> that R kind of holds the data in this kind of semi-structured text format, mm -hmm. and you've got to you've got to kind of torque it around in Power Query and kind of send a team into to pull it out. But once you okay. do that, it, R is really quite simple. I, I think okay. if you you know you picked up Deneb that fast, it's like R will be no problem at all for you. This one of the reasons, because I mean, about eight months ago, whatever it was, yeah, a bit longer, 11 months ago, when I was just just starting with Denner really, and I didn't understand any of it. Because now I kind of understand it pretty well, it's kind of given me the confidence that maybe it's something that I, that I could do because I don't really, I mean, I, I don't have coding background at all, you know, so, you know, and some M and, you know, DAX is not coding, I suppose. Um, so then I was, I mean, the really thing I've, the only thing I've done of any significance was, you know, a bit of, <clears throat> bit of HTML back in the day um, when I was about 16, but then I didn't do it for years. You know, I discovered, you know, going out with friends and, and, and beer. So I just, I just, <laughs> unfortunate, that's just then uh, the way uh, my life took me. So, um, yeah, it kind of gave me the encouragement that maybe I could kind of start doing it and it's just fun to learn stuff. Right. Um, so yeah. We shall see. Yeah, it's, but, a, it's a rabbit hole. I mean, as I said, there's 20,000 packages. 
and there's there's literally nothing you can't do with it so you know Crazy. whatever you um there, there there was one day i was i was posting and i was in the middle of um the hard mode challenge for linkedin where um you have to post original content for 30 days and i was working on a um on a piece that um i ran into a bug and i, I couldn't debug it in time so I was like, all right, let me just pull a package, an R package off the shelf and try to do something. And I found one where you can you can automatically generate memes in R, you know, through uh through R code. And I was like, all right, that'll that'll make a post for today. <laughs> That's class. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, also, um, Susan's saying here that the the community for R is, is very helpful as well. And um, very, very helpful, yeah. So my experience thus far is that communities that are helpful are I mean, of course, referring to Power BI here are always a great benefit to your learning. So, okay, where and um, the community for R, where would, um, where is that? Is it LinkedIn? Is it uh, Reddit? Is it on, on, on everywhere, basically? Is there a main place that you kind of know? You know, of? I mean, the, the interesting thing is um, th there is, there is a great, there's a great community on Reddit. Um, there is, um, there's LinkedIn has has a bunch a really really um, robust community of R groups. Um, I find actually there's so much written in the documentation that I I don't know that I've ever actually had to ask a a specific question that you, you just Google it and kind of everything is is out there really really well structured. Yeah, okay. Sue said Twitter as well. There's there's a very okay. um, very active community on Twitter. I start adding to my to my followers in that case. Um, yeah, I mean, when the documentation, I mean, this is what I found with with Vega Light. To be honest, I find that the Vega Light documentation is very very good. Um, that I actually, it's the only documentation that I actively enjoy reading. You know, um, so that's of course always 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 a great help. So yeah, I'll, I'll dive into it and I'll let, I'll let you know how it how it develops. In that yeah, yeah, area. I'm actually here. I, you know, it's, yeah. I always, I know, I know Python is kind of the what the cool kids use these days. But for me, it's like R is just you can't well, beat it. I'll tell you what, I've never been one of the cool kids, so that's fine, Brian. <laughs> that's fine, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's a great thing about getting older; you don't care anymore. Not, not, no, not for a long time. <laughs> Um, actually, one of my colleagues was, and uh, he said, yeah, he's getting into the Python. He's, he's picking up re really well. And I said, yeah, for me, it's, I'm going down more this, this, this R direction. Um, so, I mean, either or you're learning something, it's helpful to learn. You can, as long as that's it, as long as you can use it somewhere, because if you learn it and then you don't use it, it's yeah. just, it's gone, you know, like my French. Um, so it's just that, that for me, that that's important because I'm really kind of enjoying the visualization side at the moment, it made more sense to kind of follow that path, I thought, um, and to, yeah, to enjoy that, see how it goes. And you know, there's, there's a really fun, there's a really fun thing. I don't know if you, um, if you're familiar with Kavita Bahara's, um, her, um, the, the weekly chart um, series on LinkedIn. So. It's, it's fantastic. Um, she does every week, she does a, an infographic on a different visual type and it's it's one of my favorite things on on linkedin cool. and um what she'll do is like so this this week she did stream charts which is something i've never mm. never i've seen them but i've never yeah. used them before didn't know that much about them and so what she what she does is presents a kind of pro and con when you use them when um it jeb it's um kavita Bahara, um and it's um hashtag the weekly chart um, and I really encourage everybody to follow it. It is, it is some of the best visualization information. And what, what I find is what I do is I do, I try to do a weekly practice where I take mm -hmm. something she's presented, either that, that main chart type or one of the variants she presents and try to create it in either Deneb or the HTML CSS visual that I like so much that, um, Pascal Kiefer has developed or R or Zebra mm. BI or, you know, any of the, the, the visualization tools I really like. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, I went, I looked this week for the stream charts before I came on today, I looked and there's a, there's a, um, there's a great R package for stream charts. And so, oh, cool. you know, you can create stream charts with just like three lines of code. 
you know, so each week I try to, you know, kind of stretch myself a little bit with new visual types I've not played with. And it's really, it's a fun, that, that weekly chart community is a lot of fun. Um, okay. Really good discussions of pros and cons of different visuals and um, just some interesting twists and turns that that discussion takes. That's awesome. That's a great tip. I'll definitely check that out because it's always, yeah. I think there's been maybe on, on, on Twitter, for Power BI chat, there's been a lot of talking about the the focusing on on the the visual side of um, of reporting, and I think it's Jeff who said a few times to actually have you know, visualization experts. You don't really see that often. We've talked before about job titles, you know, like developer, Power BI developer, but actually, I think he, he makes a solid point about the the need or or the benefits of having people who are employed who are just experts on visualization of that field, which for me, it's a solid point, to be honest, because it's great to have, you know, the data, but if you're presenting it in a, in a format or in any way that's not particularly useful, then it's just a waste of time, right? Because that's when you're creating reports, dashboards, it's the visual element that kind of is important. Right. You know, and, and you know, what, what, I, what somebody told me once is you can create, you can write the greatest M code in the world, create a perfect star schema, and if your report, if your visuals suck, nobody's going to know any of the other work that you did. They're just going to yeah. say, this report doesn't interest me. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it really, you know, you, you need to have all that, that stuff built well behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But if you don't make the case visually up front, none of that other stuff matters. Which is very reasonable because that's what they see the end product. They see basically right. pictures of data. So you can't read, I mean, it's about, you know, it's great if people want to learn or choose to learn, but there's no expectation that they should learn because it's not their job, right? Their job is to take that data and make decisions based on the data that we give them. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's very reasonable that if you create a wonderful report, as you say, with the, the star schema, the fantastic M, the, the superb DAX, that's not me who's doing the superb DAX though. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a waste of time if it presents nothing or it's just even, even, if it's just ugly to look at, yeah, because it, you know, it's it's design is a, is a hugely important element. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 interesting, you know, just kind of the the diversity of experts and thought that I run into in my job, and you know, one of the um, one of the people who's been hugely influential to me is Carlos Barboza, and you know, he's just you know really inventive in his visualization. He's got this report called the meme report, which is like my favorite Power BI report because it's funny and it's really entertaining, but it's hugely yeah. educational. And it's also, it's brilliantly built. And so if you if you Google it and he's got videos on it, it's posted on the Novi Pro um, portfolio site. And he turned me on to uh, um, Yablonsky's uh, Laws of UX. It's a, it's a thin yeah. book, but... Mm -hmm. um, it really goes into all the science behind what makes for a good user experience. And you typically, when you see a great report, you kind of think, okay, that person's really creative and you know, they've got a really good eye. And that, that mm -hmm. may be true, but Yablonsi goes through, you know, two dozen rules about scientifically what makes for a good UX and, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of how people process experience and um, you know, all the way down to, you know, how, how the human eye visualizes things. Um, it's, it's called Laws of UX. And I, oh, I have it right here. Oh, that's cool. Look at that. That's helpful. The um, Laws of UX. And it's a thin, it's a, it's a thin read. It's a, it's a, I, I don't want to say it's a quick read because it's really, it's really, there, there's a lot to it. It's, 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 it's well-written. It's an easy read, but it's, it's not, um, it's not something you want to breeze through because it's really substantive. Um, hmm. Hmm. So Jeff, Laws of UX, um, awesome. and I highly recommend it. Carlos, Carlos was the one who recommended it to me, and it's it's a great great one for your shelf. Fantastic! I love and that. It just kind of it kind of really goes into you know. There's just so much more science behind it than I than I realized. I used to think it was just kind of there are creative people and not creative people, and it's it's not not true. It's also something that going back to what you said before about you know when you create visual when you start to create visualizations in a certain way, you think about it more. You know, like for me going back to the Deneb example, now that I kind of use Vega Light, I put a lot more thought into 
what I can do things because I can just I because I can do a lot more. I have a lot more choices to make. Therefore, I want to make sure that I make the right choices. I'm not saying that I do make the right choices. Often I'll make the wrong choice, but that's like part of the learning curve, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it's really you know going back to the um, the weekly chart discussion. It was um, it was really interesting because um, you know you talk about kind of right and wrong choices and there were there there are charts that i like like i i used to like radar charts okay and um there was a discussion where um one of the visualization experts just destroyed radar charts and just showed why radar charts you should never use a radar chart okay that basically it's it's sensitive to all sorts of ordering that is unrelated to any conclusions about the data and so mm. you know it, it it's just interesting to learn kind of what you know, kind of have your views on what good and bad choices are change, yeah. you know, and it's part of what I love about the community is, you know, every day I kind of learn things and my views on things change is, yeah. you know, people sure. kind of convince you of, of things you didn't know before. And there's so much discussion about, or just a general opinion. Sometimes it's just, it's, you know, kind of a bit tongue in cheek, a bit of for a laugh about the, the, the choices of what visuals are, are bad and what visuals are good. This very like black and white opinion. I still maintain that the one visual that doesn't get enough um, abuse is the gauge. Um, because, you know, everyone's pie charts have a use. They do. No, they don't. Two, two, two categories. Alberto Cairo said it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Alberto Cairo said. <laughs> but never the gauge. Yeah, the gauge is just... Although, I will tell you that I, I, was, I was very anti-gauge. And then... Right. Here um, we go. I just, I just cut a video... We're in in a table using mm. um, Greg Deckler's um, Quick Measures Pro tool. Mm. Um, you can create these very small multiple gauges that just fit in a column of a table and actually look great and really, right. I think, show something useful. So yeah, I, you know, I agree that it, like a card <laughs> with just a big gauge in it doesn't doesn't do much, but in a, in a column of a table, almost as an icon. I would challenge you to take a look. You, okay. may, you may find it better than you think. Okay, I'll 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 I'll, I'll rethink my uh, my my strong opinion there. Um, Greg Deckler, he makes great videos. I really enjoy his stuff. Um, oh, I love his stuff. I think we were watching the same one today that he had about yeah. the um, the values. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Values provide no value. Yeah, exactly. That was great. And his just general whole was the the calculate uh, all this sort of thing. It's um, very 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 cool he's, he's got a great approach um my wife always knows i'm watching one of his videos because i'm laughing you know she's she's she, she, she'll hear me you know watching youtube videos from you know downstairs all the time and she knows if i'm laughing at a video it's one of greg's i love when he was his channel on youtube is called microsoft hates greg right yeah, and he was presenting something on Microsoft once, and he changed it to Microsoft loves Greg just just for that forty five minutes when he was presenting, which is a nice touch. Um, but no, he's he's got some he's got some great stuff, Greg. Um, but yes, I, I just in this conversation talking about the gauge, and we um, speak about you know our opinions always being challenged and stuff. So, um, the 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 pie chart, the gauge, the was it the ribbon chart? That's also. Also yep. up there in the disc. How do you feel about ribbon charts? I'm curious now. Yeah. I think they look cool and I can't make heads or tails of them. Um, you know, <laughs> okay. but I look at a ribbon chart and I was just, I was just talking to somebody. I was just um, talking to one of the expert team members yesterday about it, that there's this great looking ribbon chart on a, on a um, report we were looking at. And I was like, it's got like eight or nine ribbons. And I'm like, I, I can't tell what that's, that is, yeah. you know, that, and it, it seems to me that, you know, I heard um, I heard somebody from uh, yeah, right around their brain. You know that it was somebody from Zebra BI. I think no, I know what it was. It was it was from um, IBCS, um, yeah. talking about that your creativity should really be in your analysis, not in your visual choice. And I yeah. I thought that was I thought that was an interesting take. You know that, mm -hmm. that they said so many bad decisions are made because people are just trying to create variety. You know, that they're they're tired of using, you know, bar charts and line charts and scatter charts and the charts that really provide great information. And mm. so they they try these variants just to mix things up, but they're not 
they're not as good. There's a reason yeah. why those are the bedrock charts. And so, you know, I thought that was an interesting perspective in terms of really kind of focus your creativity in, mm. in the analysis. Yeah, so, for sure. That's something I think- I would be happy, I think, if if by default some of those visualizations weren't there, you had to like add them. Like I know that they are the ones that are provided, but I I, I don't because um probably it's something that I've mentioned a few times, so I'm hesitant to repeat myself, but I will. Um people adopt Power BI having never used a, a BI tool, they've used Excel and they're kind of met with this amazing enthusiasm, which is fantastic. Um but Perhaps by having some options, it doesn't actually help the user. It kind of, I mean, it's always fun to experiment, um, but it's like an, an either an overuse or just a, a, a use that just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, like the classic would be the the, the fish tank. <laughs> I know that's not standard, but that's a, it's a classic. I mean, when I when I first when you first start using Power BI, what do you do? You kind of oh more visualizations. I'll I'll see what I can see what and then you have a fish tank kind of like, can I put this in a in a PL report somehow? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned it's funny you mentioned certain things shouldn't be available. That I've actually I've actually taken that to heart and I've unpinned a bunch like I have no pie charts on my on my report on my on my page anymore. I have no um, I have I don't have ribbon charts. I don't have um, donut charts. And I've unpinned those and I've replaced them with Deneb, HTML, CSS viewer, okay. Zebra BI cards, you know, that I've mm. got, I've got kind of a custom setup and I mm. use, I did a, a video a couple of weeks ago on creating your perfect template. And so I always start um, Power BI from an external, mm. from a, a template that I have pinned to my external toolbar. Okay. And so it, it configures it exactly the way I want it. And it takes out all the visuals I don't like and puts in the ones I do. Nice. I one of the first things that I did was was probably a little bit excessive. Um, I always made like admin for the organization, and one of the, the first I didn't remove anything. I just added Deneb that everyone gets Deneb as standard. Um, yeah. I'm sure like maybe two people in the entire organization use it, but I also thought if I'm going to use it and I want to create reports, it might as well be there as standard just to kind of make that easier. But just to kind of Kind of push them in, in in that direction should they choose to. Yeah, listen, I mean, listen somebody to just says, "Hey, what is this?" Clicks on it, and you never know if that's your next your next denim superstar. Yeah. And actually, someone in um in my team, she told me she she created something from denim, and I was so happy. It was like my constant talking and never shutting up about this thing has finally paid off, and someone did it. So that that that's always nice. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. Are you so Jeff had a question teams? about themes. Yeah, so. Jeff, we, I, I am using themes and we actually have on Enterprise DNA, we have a, a really outstanding themes editor. And so you can, you can actually edit like any aspect of any, you know, default visual. And, um, and then I've, we've kind of built some extensive themes and then use those in the startup template. That's pretty cool. Um, you said you had a colleague who also wanted challenges about Deneb. Um, so there you go. Can he re- recreate the aquarium visual using them? That can, that can be his. <laughs> I'll throw that. I'll throw that one. Please do it. I would love to see that. Um, if that is possible, that would be amazing. Truly, love it. And that's the thing, right? It's not about creating something that's that's good and useful. It's about creating something because you can, just to test yourself, to push yourself yeah. in some kind of ridiculous direction. You know? Yeah. Um, mate, it's been well over the 45 minutes, so um, I appreciate you keep keeping on talking. You said you had, you had a bit more time, so I've pushed that a little bit. Um, You'll have to tell me when to stop. I can I talk to you about this stuff all day. I could as well. Unfortunately, I think I'm the one who has to leave at this point, um, so I'll, I'll have to, to wind it up. It's been a lot of fun uh, talking about all the things we've spoken about. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining. and. Really enjoyed it, Ben. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, sure. And people in the chat, thank you for for answering all and for asking all the questions. Jeff, thank you for posting all the links. By the way, it's much appreciated. Yeah, really appreciate it. It really helped. And um, I'm not back next week because I'm gonna drive to Denmark for um, Power BI Next Step, and I could do it on Wednesday, but I'll be tired, so I don't want to. Um, so I'll be <laughs> I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, thank you, everyone. It's been a lot of fun. And Brian, one more time. 
it's um yeah it's been a pleasure thanks Take really care. enjoyed it cheers bye bye